Welcome to the Overtime Podcast, our Monday afternoon edition right here at the MNHockey.tv and the Overtime Podcast, along with Brandon Spratt. I'm Pete Wagner, and we're going to recap a historical weekend for girls hockey with some historical games, as well as we'll hear from a number of guests on this program. Leading the way will be Dave Palmquist of South St. Paul, as we'll talk about his big 30th anniversary celebration game against Ryan Lemire's Academy of Holy Angels Stars. We'll hear from Lemire. We'll also hear from uh, a player or two as well from that game. Brandon Spratt is here. And then later on in the podcast, yep, you guessed it, the boys hit the ice today. And we will hear from Greg Lund, the head coach of the Roseau Rams, and what will be an action-packed overtime podcast. Brandon, welcome in, buddy. You had a big weekend, I'm sure. It was unreal, actually. It was great. It was better than I could have imagined, which is uh, crazy to say. But um, just hearing you read through our, our menu of sorts, we got ourselves like a, a five-course Thanksgiving meal uh, on the show today. It's it's exciting stuff. Brandon, what a weekend for sure, and you were a big part of that. What we're going to do first is we're going to listen in to a little audio of Benilde St. Margaret's 7-6 to six win over the Stillwater Ponies from the St. Croix Valley Rec Center. The first is going to be a series of saves when the game was tied at six, and then we'll hear the game winner right after that. And still the Ponies, Finn, March, change directions, loose and cleared off the doorstep by Rusinski. Oh my, bouncing puck, Lang in the middle, St. Martin shoots right on. What a sequence. Tension can cut it with a knife here. It's a breakaway. Pushed ahead. Morris safe. The rebound is off the post. Unbelievable. How did Morris get in behind so far? Blocked. Pasqua off the bench. She has fresh legs. Here goes Ella Pasqua. Two on two. Pasqua dancing in the net. Pasqua scores. Well, Brandon. I mean, what, there were a couple of two-goal leads for the Benilde St. Margaret's Red Knights in that one. Uh, the, the ponies erased them. You had a hat trick from Josie St. Martin. Uh, there were points flying all over the place, but when the goaltending was needed and mattered, it was really incredible down the end. What a game you experienced. Yeah, this game had a little bit of everything. And actually, BSM was up by three goals going into the third period. Uh, six to three. Stillwater gets three straight in about three minutes. Um, a crazy sequence, and, and you kind of highlighted it, right? I mean, in a 7-6 game, you're not thinking about goaltending, but there were some big saves on both ends. Demetra Walsma, uh, the senior for BSM, Lily Timmons, the senior for Stillwater, and, it, you know, we see these types of games like this sometimes early, right? It's, the offense tends to be there a little bit more than the structure, um, you know, early in the year, and I think both of these teams we know are a little more offensive than defensive, but They'll tighten the screws, certainly a few notches, but at least for opening night, it was great to see uh, this type of hockey. Ella Pasqua, you heard her game-winning goal. She scored the game winner with about 40 seconds left, just when you thought it was maybe heading toward a dramatic overtime, but unbelievable. But, I mean, but you, so Hey, Brandon, words. but you knew it wouldn't because there were 13, 12 goals already scored in regulation. Oh, right, so right. it was well, just a matter of if there were 40, 50, 60, or 10 seconds left of the game when the last one right. was going to be, right? probably right and especially the sequence before that goal I mean honestly the last two minutes I I texted you this after the game but I think on air I I said it was quote defensively irresponsible but extremely entertaining and then we had about three or four line rushes odd man rushes back and forth before the goal 
finally gets scored by Ella Pasco with some fresh legs off the bench. It was, I, like I said, so many words I could drop. For, I could probably do a 20-minute podcast on just this game, but it was it was that good. Well, after you texted that to me, I, of course, dipped in on that game. And the thing that struck me was the pace and the energy, and the crowd was very big and very engaged. And it was electric at the St. Croix Valley Rec Center. It was really, really good. And when you look at the leaders in this game, obviously you have Josie St. Martin's hat trick to go along with two assists and five points, but her running mate, since they were six years old, Brooke Nelson with a pair of goals, three assists and five points as well. Very electric between the two. Brooke Nelson could be a division. Well, she is a division one soccer player. And, uh, you know, I think there was some question of whether she was, why would you bother play hockey? But she's here, picks up her skates. You know, I don't think she does much in the off season and she looked every bit the part, didn't she? Yeah. I mean, just a primetime player, Brooke Nelson. I mentioned this on the broadcast, but uh, you may remember her from last season. She was the Stillwater player who scored four goals on hockey day, in Minnesota out on the outdoor rink in white bear Lake. And that was a game. Uh, I think Josie St. Martin maybe didn't even play it. So, um, but yeah, those running mates, they put up five points each. You mentioned Brooke Nelson, D1 soccer at South Dakota. She was a finalist for the class three A Miss soccer award that went to uh, Edina's Izzy Engel, who's also going D1. Um, and then Josie St. Martin, like you said, hat trick five points. She gets her Miss Hockey uh, campaign, if you will, off to quite the start. The campaign, the machine is rolling. Looking at some of the leaders for the Red Knights, of course, you mentioned Pasqua at uh, two goals and assists for three points. But then they had a couple of other players pick up a pair of points along the way. Tala Hansen had two goals. Kendall Hassler had two goals. And then, of course, Ellie Stewart picked up a pair of assists in the hockey game, uh, which was thoroughly entertaining, to say the least. In goal for Benel St. Margaret's, it was uh, Demetra Walsma, who had 27 saves on 33 shots. And in goal for the uh, Stillwater Ponies, Lily Timmons, both very good goalies. I believe from what I saw on tape, hung out to dry. And uh, yeah, they'll need to be made good with their uh, forwards and defense uh, 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 as, as, as they have to make that uh, a little tighter for sure. And, you know, for both coaches, I'm sure they had plenty to deal with there. Now let's, let's shift uh, gears here a little bit and uh, head over to the Richfield Ice Arena where uh, history was made, and it was mm -hmm. between Holy Angels and um, South St. Paul, as those two teams faced off 30 years ago as of November 19th, first ever girls high school hockey game that was played, I believe at the Richfield Ice Arena, which was the site for this year between these two top five type teams that are participating in this one. Can you, can you talk a little bit about the whole vibe and what was going on with that, with that celebration? Yeah, it was really, really cool to, to be a part of that, honestly, and, and to get to chat with Dave Palmquist. I know we'll get to him uh, here in a moment. But, um, yeah, to see just the energy going into Richfield Ice Arena, first of all, such a historic building, right? So many great moments throughout the years, professional hockey, uh, high school hockey, um, just the many great things that have happened in that building over the years. And until Saturday, I didn't even know until I had a chance to chat with uh, Coach Palmquist that, that was the site of the first girls high school hockey game. So they yeah. surprised that matchup here all these years later. Um, we, they recreated the picture, the, the center ice picture after the captain's meeting with the coaches uh, before the game. Um, I'm sure we'll get that picture out maybe on our inside the bubble program or, you know, sort of highlight that. But if not, you can check it out on my social media. 
um, and our MN Hockey TV social media as well. But it was just a really, really cool game to be a part of. And it really was a great time, um, you know, for me personally, and I think a lot of people too, to just sort of reflect on this is the 30th season of, of girls high school hockey and where it has come. Um, I, I personally can't reflect all the way back because I was not born yet back in 1994. But imagine that. Um, it, it was just a great moment to, to sort of take stock of where this has come and to know that, in, and I think especially when we look at some of the things, sometimes you can get bogged down with there's this, there's that, you know, maybe we don't like this part of the game or that part of the game, but to just take stock of the fact that 30 years later, we have 110 varsity girls hockey programs in the state of Minnesota competing for two state championships at the end of the season where else are you going to find that? And the answer is nowhere. Absolutely. And one guy that was very in the know has been there from the beginning is Dave Palmquist from South St. Paul. Let's check in with him as he spoke with Brandon Spratt about the special day. All right. So I'm here with South St. Paul head coach, Dave Palmquist and getting the season started today. But coach, this game has a little extra significance. This is the 30th year of girls high school hockey in Minnesota kicking off here today. You've been around for all 30 years. I, I mean, what are just some reflections on the overall? I mean, that's a long time, isn't it? Well, it is an exciting time of the year for getting back to getting our games rolling. A new group of kids really excited about the season. But 30th year uh, brings us right back to where we started uh, in fall of 94 when we played that first ever game against Holy Angels. And head coach Lynn Olson was with the Holy Angels team. And um, it brings back a lot of memories, a lot of good memories. I was sending off a lot of things with uh, former players from 30 years ago and kind of reminiscing about a lot of a lot of good times. And it makes us all feel very old for sure, but um, still... It, it's going to be a fun day of hockey, and we're excited. Yeah, seeing some of those pictures from that day, I, I couldn't quite figure it out, but where was that game played? It actually was right here at Richfield. So, really? the, yeah, the first game was right here. Um, Kelly Kegley, a little eighth-grade girl for South St. Paul, who was one of the uh, real stars of high school hockey that first year. She scored the first-ever girl in high school hockey history here at um, Richfield Arena. And so, yeah, it all started right here at Richfield Arena. That's amazing. Again, this is the 30th season, so that game almost 29 years ago. That's coming up the anniversary in about a week, I think. But uh, obviously we transition to the here and now. You're kicking off the 30th season here today. You mentioned that Holy Angels matchup, and you haven't played them in a very long time that I, I've noticed. Yeah, it's been a while since we played Holy Angels. This is a, a really good team, well-coached. Um, they're they're going to bring their very best today. Uh, we expect a very fast-paced game. They've been really solid these last couple years so we've kept note of them they're definitely one of the going to be one of the higher ranked teams in the state this year and we have a lot of respect for them and we're gonna to have to play very well today and of course is it irony or is it uh was it planned that you two now end up in the same section and you're kicking off the opening season or season opener right against a section rival a new one at that well, really, what we didn't know that at the time when we scheduled this game. I know that it was kind of uh, in the in the mix to uh, try to make it that first ever game back 30 years ago. But then to see the sections get changed, so it brings new meaning to it. But that's going to make it even more exciting today. And just finish you up on this one. What are the feelings like? Does it ever get old? Opening day here, even in year 30 of girls high school hockey. No, it really doesn't. It's hard to believe, you know, uh, it's going to be beautiful 60 degree weather here in uh, Minnesota next week, but it feels great to be starting and it's hard to believe that it's been almost six months since the state tournament and uh, time keeps rolling by and, but we got a great group of kids. We're super pumped, really passionate about it and we're ready to roll. 
Not today, though, right? We had some snowflakes on the way to the rink this morning. Makes it feel like hockey season. It does, and it feels great, and we're, we're excited, and I know the girls are super excited. You can see the Holy, uh, Holy Angels group is super pumped about their year. They're super excited for a reason. They're going to be an outstanding team. Holy Angels and South St. Paul for the first of maybe multiple times this season here at the Richfield Ice Arena. Thank you, Dave Palmquist, South St. Paul Packers head coach. Thanks so much for having me. I know Dave was uh, having a game to deal with, too, as well. But a lot of what this was about, Brandon, was bringing this together to say, hey, look, we were here from the beginning. We need to be here in year number 30. And I think that's pretty darn special for these two teams to be able to uh, do just that. So when you take a look at that hockey game, South St. Paul struck first. Sidney Thompson scored a 233 for the one nothing lead. That went into the break, into the second period. It's looked, it's, it felt as though that was a pretty evenly played period. But then uh, the Academy of Holy Angels struck for three in the second period. Yeah, and honestly, the first, you, you said it really well, the first period, I thought Holy Angels, ironically, played better five-on-five, five, even though South St. Paul gets a five-on-five five goal. But the Stars in the first uh, first half of the game, they had to kill three penalties to keep the Packers off the board. And uh, the coach, Ryan Lemire, we talked about this after the game. We'll hear this soundbite in a little bit. But um, they South St. Paul was out shooting Holy Angels by quite a few, you know, four or five shots early in that second period. Took the Stars a few minutes in the second to get their legs. But really from the middle of the second period on, it was dominated by Holy Angels. They popped four goals uh, from the midway point of the game on including three goals in the span of seven minutes to really turn things around. And you look at the combined shots in the final two frames, 22 to 12 Holy Angels. And I, I told you this as well after the game, but it really felt like the Stars' depth kind of wore on South St. Paul. You know, Holy Angels is a team that lost just two seniors from a year ago. South St. Paul lost eight for comparison's sake. So I, I think this Packers team is is going to find their legs. They're going to find some line combinations that work for them. Of note, they um, you know, injury is already a theme at the beginning of the year. Holy Angels losing uh, a top line player in this game. And South St. Paul was without one of their top line players from the beginning of the game in, in street calls on the bench. So it, you never know. I mean, a, a game played on November 11th might look totally different uh, if they play later in the year. But um, also of note, this is a section game now. And I, I mentioned that with Coach Palmquist. And when they scheduled this, when they wanted to put this together, to say, hey, let's commemorate the 30th season of girls' high school hockey. No idea at that point they would be section rivals. So uh, that adds just another wrinkle to this exciting matchup. A complete curveball thrown right there. Absolutely. Yeah. No no question asked, and, and, and who would have thought that? Let's check in with some post-game reaction from the winner's uh, side of the ledger. The Academy of Holy Angels stars head coach Ryan Lemire. All right, here with Holy Angels coach Ryan Lemire. Big 4-1 win today, coach. Didn't quite start how you would want it to in the first two and a half minutes, though. You concede a goal, and then you're juggling your lines already about two and a half minutes into the game. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's expected. You don't want it to be expected, but the first game of the year, uh, a lot of emotions, a lot of older players. We had one of our uh, captains go down, and, um, you know, he, he had to ride the wave a little bit and, and kind of responded back, had to move lines around, and a lot of players filled in and, and did the job. And, um, you know, we got the win, but a, a lot to still clean up. So you're down one nothing for a good chunk of this game until about halfway through the second period, but... One thing that really kept you in it, I know as a coach you probably don't want to see your team in the box so much, but five for five on the penalty kill, I mean, that's a great power play over there too. 
Absolutely. I mean, it's uh, it's one of those things where, you know, one of our themes this year that we talked about at the start of the year is is playing more physical. Uh, with that being said, we don't uh, don't want to play physical or too physical to where we're in the box. So, um, you know, we've been working on the PK all week, and, and I think in order to, to have success, especially late in the season, we have to have really good special teams on, on both PK and PP. And, and tonight, uh, fortunate for us, we, we were able to get that done. This game really changed in about the second half of the second period. You got three goals in about seven minutes. You go from down one nothing to up three one, and then from there, you know, able to to sort of see them off a bit. How big was that on the on the bench? I, you know, we have the privilege of being right over your shoulder on the bench here uh, in the broadcast position, and the emotion coming from the bench. It was just it was a great release for you guys, wasn't it? Absolutely, it's one of those things. You know, as we said before, the first period was kind of tough and trying to get our legs under us and and you know we really didn't have I don't know if we had a shot the first five six minutes of the period so um to get that goal and, and kind of break loose a little bit gave the girls some confidence and um like we said all you know all year we expect teams to be coming after us and it's going to be a, a lot of up and down and super proud of them for for sticking to it so another area that really stood out uh to me today was in the face-off dot your team really dominated in the dots how key was that in keeping possession and sort of keeping them on their heels at times uh yes that's uh that's something you know before before the year as a coaching staff that we've you know from years past learned that um you know the little things as as face-offs are are, are actually massive and if you can control and possess the puck and and be good at that um you're going to be able to do a lot more and, and bury more goals so it's something we worked on earlier in the week in practice uh through some plays but also just the tenacity of of wanting that puck off the face-off and um saw some success there uh this week but uh again still still need to build off that the gauntlet continues here in the next week you got delano and then uh war road coming to town and uh, we'll see you soon awesome thank you thanks for having me All right, thank you well that didn't really sound like a winning coach I mean, you know, I guess the the best part is, is, you know, if you expect things out of your team and the result sometimes doesn't uh, befit the process. And uh, definitely Ryan Lemire wanted a better process with his team. Yeah, I, I think overall probably it, he'll probably reflect and be pretty happy, of course, to get a section win so early in the year. But, you know, definitely things to clean up. Uh, Coach and I, you know, Coach Lemire and I talked about they wanted to emphasize being more physical this year. They thought that maybe that was a, a thing that lost them some games a year ago. The stars then did go to the box five times, but managed to kill all five of South St. Paul's power plays. And that's a really good power play for the Packers, of course, headlined by Lily Pockle. Um, one of the best defenders in the state, the highest scoring defender in the state from a year ago. So there are some building blocks there. The stars were really good on special teams. Uh, Coach Lemire and I talked about how good they were in the faceoff dot too. that, that was really a key in them controlling this game. They just had the puck, and uh, South St. Paul really struggled to get an, an outlet, right? Paco was clearing it so often in the space, and they just struggled to string more than you know one or two passes together to, to really get momentum. So I thought Holy Angels played pretty well, especially in the second half of the game, but that's a coach, right? Uh, the coach always wants uh, a little bit more from his squad. There's always things you can improve. Well, let's check in a player, maybe not as somber as the coach, Taylor Lesnar, <laughs> the junior, had a couple of assists. Let's check in with her, with her post-game comments. All right, Holy Angels wins 4-1 here on opening day. I'm with junior Taylor Lesnar. And Taylor, I would say forward or defender, but you played both today, so you're not really pigeonholed into one of those roles. What's that like playing both uh, forward and D in one game? 
Um, I think it's great. I get to play with all the girls. It's a really fun, and it shows how diversified our team is, especially getting to play with everyone. Everyone had to switch it up, especially after Audrey got hurt. So I think it just shows how strong we are as a team. Right, and obviously you have plenty of experience, right? I think you played for most of last season in the games that I saw, so obviously experience with both, but sort of talk about the game here a little bit as well. South St. Paul had a lead for a good chunk of this game, but really that second half of the second period was very key. What did you see from your team in that uh, when you scored three really quick goals? Um, I think we just really wanted to put it down. We hunkered down. We had a good talk in the locker room. Our captains really had us getting us motivated, so I think our captains are a good part of that. We really put it together, and we really uh, visioned what we wanted, and we got it done. I would say one uh, strength of this team for sure, and as the game went on, your depth really seemed to kind of wear them down, and by the end, really had the better of the play, especially five on five, right? I mean... Talk about the depth of your team and, and sort of how you view that. Rolling four lines, you play four or five defenders, and that can be a big asset in, uh, in games like this. Um, I think everyone gets a chance to play. Third and fourth line are very big helps. Like Our first and second line, we go out there, and then we know we can get off the ice. We can change because we know we have our backup. Everyone knows their role, and we all like really appreciate each other. We don't put anyone down. Everyone's really supportive. So I think that's what really helps us out. Obviously, that's a really good South St. Paul team over there. They won third place last year at the state tournament. You have a really tough start to the year, too. You got War Road coming here, Orono. I know that is obviously a game I'm sure you all have circled. Proctor Herman. I mean, what does a game like this, getting a win in your opening game, sort of do for the team's confidence? I think it really boosts it. We're really, we were a little nervous going into it, but I think it just shows that we are strong and we're here to prove that we are able to go to state this year. And I think showing them that we can beat South St. Paul is really going to boost our confidence and let us keep going further. Awesome. That's Taylor Lesnar from Holy Angels. Big win today. Thank you for joining us, Taylor. Thank you. We also debuted our program of Inside the Bubble. Brandon, you and uh, Matt did a terrific job uh, from Braemar Arena on Picture Day as uh, we are bringing the show to the venues and the arenas this year. And I thought that was uh, a really, I mean, I don't think you're going to find that depth of uh, information. Nobody has the, the amount of video that we have for production purposes like we do. And uh, you guys nailed it and did an absolutely terrific job on that program. Oh, well, I had a chance to watch last night on the uh, on-demand feature on Care 11 Plus because, you know, 10 p.m. is a little late for my bedtime these days. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. You but, were locked in um, on the Raiders and the Jets. I know you were. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, absolutely not. But, uh, no, I, the program was – it was great to watch because I usually – Matt and I are kind of around the process of you editing. I wasn't actually with you guys yesterday for the editing process, so – to see all about, I mean, there, we highlighted 50 plus players and we had highlights for every single one of them from every corner of the state. I was floored. We did. I really was. We did. Um, and the graphics came together well. I, I didn't know um, that we were going to do the graphics for each like individual player too. So that was a, a great thing to see. And yeah, to just see how that first one came together was awesome. Obviously um, it's cool because it's a bit of a one-off, right? But you know, it's our, our, it's our season preview most of the shows take a different format, but to see how well that first one came together. And then next week we get to roll into the uh, meat and potatoes, if you will, where we right. get some highlights. Right. Um, it's uh, it's encouraging. Yeah, absolutely. And the guys are be starting a week from this week. Next week, they'll start with our first. We'll have hockey night in Minnesota from Grand Rapids in the brand new arena. Oof. 
And uh, that's wow, going to be Hibbing treat. and Rapids and what's going to be an emotionally charged game for sure. So we're looking very forward to uh, being up on the range, which I love to do. I love to be. It's my home away from home. And uh, I am very excited to be doing that game for sure. Um, speaking of the boys game, I think it's uh, very worthwhile. I had a wonderful chat with uh, Greg Lund, who is the head coach for the Roseau Rams Hockey Club. And we covered everything from uh, the death of his father, who's an icon and the, really the patriarch of Roseau Hockey and what he meant to uh, the program there, to um, whether, uh, I, I asked Greg, I said, are all players coming, uh, is everybody coming back? And he knew I was talking about Noah Ernest for sure. And he laughed, he goes, yeah, Noah's coming back. <laughs> Noah's coming back. He goes, but I'll believe it when I see the whites of his eyes. You know, I'm 99% sure, right. but you know, he goes, you know how that stuff goes. But uh, we just kind of He'll got in, out in a few hours. Yeah, right? right. We got into the core of the season and what's it, what it's about and uh, what they've got happening with his team. And I think the uh, Section 8 is going to be very interesting. And uh, we'll also have the boys preview. I don't know, Brandon, if we can go into the depth of the boys preview that we did with the girls just because of the highlights that we'll be bringing and from a time perspective how we're going to make it happen. So uh, what I do know is we're going to have a great show coming up next week. We'll have an overtime podcast on Wednesday. We'll bring in some more boys action. It's kind of hard to get coaches during tryouts to get a little bit dicey and, and touchy, uh, but we'll be recapping some girls games from Tuesday as well as what we have coming up the rest of the week. So we're going to bring in Greg Lund, and then we will bid you adieu right after that interview. We welcome you back to the overtime podcast where we have Roseau Ram head coach Greg Lund on board with us here tonight. And, uh, Greg, thanks for jumping on. And uh, we're getting closer and closer to the start of the season, aren't we? Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, yes, we're very close. Uh, we had a meeting back in early September on school started and thought it was going to take a while. And, my gosh, next week it's uh, time to get going. I know you blink and it's here. Uh, we'll get into the season and, and much more here, obviously, with, with what you're seeing and what you're looking forward to with your group. And, uh, before we go there, I, I'd obviously like uh, to uh, first offer our condolences to uh, you and your family uh, regarding your father passing away uh, a few months back. And uh, obviously, we all know him as the patriarch of Roseau Hockey. I mean, if you haven't been up there for Roseau Hockey, you, don't, you, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, if you haven't been there, um, this is a guy who is just the epitome of passion. He played hockey till late in his life, didn't he? Yes, he did. First of all, yeah, we appreciate that. But uh, yeah, he played. Uh, he played for a long time, and he, he's recently just quit the last few years here. But he was still involved with uh, with the Rosso, uh, the old timer team that uh, was going down to Florida for the national tournament, and uh, so he was still involved. But he just wasn't on the ice as much. Yeah, and then as as far as what the game means to you and your family, obviously you've come in a long line of players that have been engaged in the game. You know, what, what does it mean for the Lund family hockey and especially Roseau hockey? Well, I guess uh, ever since I was uh, my first Christmas picture, I was held up against the wall holding a hockey stick. You know, it's, so hockey's been a part of me for uh, yeah. forever, I guess. And, uh, yeah, my dad is a big part of it. And uh, it's, uh, it's going to be different not to see him at the rink. You know, uh, Bill has these tournaments up here, and he's kind of a, you know, steadfast there. Uh, whether he's just uh, around the rink or if he's got the accordion's hand uh, with his uh, Hanson Brothers outfit on. So he's going to be dearly missed uh, for sure by his family and I think by the Rosal community as a whole. But, uh, so, yeah, thank you. 
for sure. And his legacy carries on with you guys because you're obviously very engaged in, in, in the program. And you know, let's kind of go back to the beginning for you. Um, when the job came available, was this something like you were actively thinking, yeah, maybe I want to do this? Or did this kind of say, you know, out of the blue? Uh, how did that whole process work for you when, when you ended up getting the job? Well, it was tough. I was the Bantam coach at the time, and, uh, you know, nobody really was stepping up to the plate, and it was uh, getting me later summer, and, uh, you know, I started throwing it around in my head, and I talked to my brother Bill about it, and uh, when the moment uh, came, I guess I just I called the school, and I said I was interested, and uh, the rest is history, and uh, I'm not going to lie, it's a, it's a big deal to me. I mean, uh, I guess I never thought this would ever happen five, ten years ago, but now that it's here, it's uh, it's, a, it's an honor. It's an honor to coach the Rams, that's for sure. Well, it's legendary. Uh, you know, it, it, there, there's a few corners of the state, in, in my opinion, having been a, watching and commenting and doing games forever. Rozo, uh, Edina, Hill Murray, Duluth East, you know, Moorhead. You know, you, you kind of take those Grand Rapids – there, there's some iconic cornerstones to the game. You can even war road. I don't want to offend you by saying your neighbor, but I mean, like you, you throw those things into, into one big blender and everybody has something very, very in common and it's a rich and deep history, but with that rich and deep history, it's really driven by a passion. Can you kind of share with those maybe that, you know, are just listening to this show that don't really understand what the passion of Roso hockey means? Well, I guess, uh, yeah, it starts at a young age and, uh, you know, you're, like I said, you're kind of born and you're raised with a, with a hockey stick in your hand for, for the most part as a kid. And it's just, uh, it's tough to describe, but it's, it's so special to play up here. And, uh, you know, we've got these little kids watching these Rams here and that's, uh, they all want to be Rams. And, I, and I'm sure that's around the, around the whole state of Minnesota. But I think, uh, you mentioned all the, all those, uh, teams there, those towns, and it's all the same, but, uh, yeah, these little guys, they just want to be over around someday. It's, uh, it's real special to throw that uh, green white jersey on when they get to high school and play for the city of Roseau. It really is. So let's get into the section here for a second, and it's really kind mm -hmm. of um, quite interesting um, when, you, when you break it down. Um, did you guys see a lot of alignment changes or – uh, what was your take on that? And are, am I seeing this correctly? There's only five teams in the section. Is that correct? No, that can't be possible. No, no. It's, okay. Uh, we still have the same, same nine teams. Okay. Same okay. Nine teams as, uh, as regular. It uh, should be a should be a lot of parity in the section again this year. I think. Uh, obviously, Moorhead's always going to be that team to beat. But I think after that, you know, there's a it's a pretty even section. I think overall, but. Uh, we're excited for the season to come. We think, uh, you know, we should be in the mix, but you got to go out there and, and prove it, you know. What do you think the thing uh, with your team is that could put you over the top or push you through? What what part of the game do you like best about what you see from these kids coming in? You know, we, we've kind of been a run-and-gun team the last few years, and uh, whether or not that's uh, a benefit to us or not, you know, we're, we don't, we don't want to score goals. You know, that's our big thing. We, we need to tighten up this year on the defensive side of things and uh, not be so loose in defense again. That's that's our key. That's what we're uh, going to be working on from day one. And, you know, if we can get that done, we think we'll be right in the thick of things at the end. Uh, you know, that's, we got, you know, 
we, we have a lot of offense. We have a lot of offensive power, we think, and uh, hopefully we're tough to stop. How's that? Uh, I love that idea. You know, th- that's kind of plays along the lines of I ran into uh, Dave Snuggerud one, uh, one night, oh, let's say five, six years ago maybe, and I said, uh, how's your how's your club when he had Chaska? And he started to laugh. And he goes, oh, you'll like us. I said, oh, really? He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, we take chances. And he started laughing. You know, and he goes, you know, he goes, we're definitely going to take chances. We're very offensive. But he had a, a thing where he's like, you know, he said, you know, I've always looked at it this way. It's like, you know, we talk about development and, and all of these things. And am I developing these guys for a championship or to be the best player they can for when they go to the next level? And maybe they need some offensive skill and those types of things. He goes, so I just cut them loose. Where do you fit in that realm of kind of that statement? I mean, are, are you, hey, we got to be structured here? Or do you think just fun, not, well, not just like it's all fun and games, but, but if you're having fun and you're playing offensive hockey, things kind of seem to come together. Where do you fit in that statement? Well, I, I agree with you, and that's kind of how our team is. But, right. Uh, like I said, you kind of live and die with that, and that's why we need we need to tighten things up. I mean, I've I've had people come and tell me, "Hey, you, you guys are fun to watch," and and we are fun to watch because we're running gun, and it's uh, you know our guys are going hard, and uh, you know maybe going too hard in the offensive zone, not not as hard as we should be getting back or helping out in that defensive zone, maybe too offensive minded, whatever. But uh, we we are a fun team to watch. I think the, the last two years, I think uh, we've been fun. We uh, you know we score a lot of goals. We take some chances, and uh, but this year we got to you know to be successful and hopefully to make the you know get a chance to get in that St. Paul. You know we got to tighten things up and uh, play more sound defensively. Yeah, like I like to say, it's like maybe defend just a little, right, guys? <laughs> so you know, it's it's okay to get right. dirty sometimes and win a battle. You know. Um, no, right. but, but you know what though, um, one thing that your, your teams have always had is they've skated and, uh, they've always played with tempo and pace and energy and, um, the, the puck move the puck and, uh, you know, it just kind of feeds onto itself, which I think when you get that kind of, uh, when you start playing really well, that's really tough to defend and deal with. And, and I've always felt if you're on the puck and you're possessing the puck, got a hell of a lot better of opportunity of, of not giving up a goal than scoring a goal. So when, when you guys play, do you, do you consider the possession game? Do you dump or do you control? What type of thing are you preaching in that part of it? Well, we try to control the puck. I mean, like like we uh, say, if the puck's in the offensive zone, they can't score. So that's kind of been our philosophy. Right. And But obviously, it's going to get down that other end eventually. So that's uh, – you gotta you gotta think about that too, but we, that's our philosophy. You know, keep it on the other uh, the offensive side of the red line. You know, they can't score from that other end, so that's our philosophy. You know, we uh, we just gotta tighten things up a little bit once it gets other other side of that blue blue line. So, do you have everybody coming back? We do. That's the question. The uh, question of the state right now, but uh, it is, isn't it? No, no, no. Ernest will be back in the green and white uniform. Yes, that uh, we can take that to the bank right now. Finally, can we talk about that for a minute? Maybe not just on the Noah Ernest perspective, but just on the overall concept of it. Um, were you engaged with those discussions ever, or were you just like everybody else, sitting and waiting and seeing what's going to happen? I've been in uh, constant contact with Noah. I mean, ever since we got asked to be in Hockey Day Minnesota, you know, I, I talked to him back then. I talked to him before he left. Uh, 
I talked to him after he committed to St. Cloud State, and everything pointed that he was going to be back. But I understand there's a lot of pressure on these kids. You know, he's uh, he wants to keep getting better and get to that next level. And so until he, uh, you know, he, he told me that for sure the other day. I mean, I, you know, I was still 99% sure he's going to be back. But there was always until I, the, the whites of the kids' eyes. Right. You never know. There's a little bit of doubt there. But uh, he is coming back. He'll be here next week for uh, for practice. And he's excited to be a Ram. And I, I think he always was. But it's just, you know, a lot of pressure on these kids when they're uh, – there really is and and it really isn't coming from themselves and that's the sad part it's always external forces and sometimes um it's you know you always hear hey whatever's best for the kid or you know however that works but who's but but whose perspective is that is that is that from the advisor is that from the mom and dad is it from a college coach what about the kid and it seems to me you hear a lot of this every year every summer Every team has a guy or two where it's like, ooh, ooh, what's going to happen here? And and I've chosen to just, like, sit back and watch what's happening and then say, right. yeah, they all came back. There might be two or three guys that don't, but the majority do. The difference is, is when there was the Elite League uh, where they all were playing in it, they would just dump into that thing and nobody was really busting out. Now that's kind of become the trendy thing. And the part where it's really intriguing is with the goaltenders, because that's a whole different animal. Um, where do you feel so, you fit in terms of your goaltending with your team? Well, we got to we're gonna have a goaltending battle. We got uh, three guys we'll be battling for it. We got a couple seniors: uh, Connor Wojcicki, Trey Jones, and a junior Abraham Hinson. And uh, they're, they're they're all capable of you know doing the task. It's just we need uh, consistency, Dan. You know, night in, night out, and that's maybe been a little bit of our problem over the past couple of years. Just, uh, you know, they've been hung out the dry too with our run and gun style as well. So, mm. uh, you know, that's the thing. We need consistent goaltending. We need that 90% save percentage, you know, night in and night out. It always that, comes that goes that, a long ways. It, it really always goes a long way. You know? It does. So let's talk Hockey Day Minnesota. Uh, obviously, your rivalry with War Road is just so rich and so good. And yep. um, this is like such a, a, a fun deal. Um, Playing in that, uh, playing outside, uh, you're used to having your rhythm of the season. You know, you know when you go to to the garden or if you're at your place, you know, kind of how everything goes. Have you guys thought much about, like, what that whole outdoor experience is going to be like and what you're going to put into it? You know, I really haven't yet. I, I'm super excited. I'm, uh, I'm super excited to be a part of it, but I really don't know what to expect and what to start thinking about it. I probably won't start thinking about it until a couple of weeks before. And, you know, I don't know if we'll have a chance to skate on the ice. Uh, you know, we, we play, we play YZ Thursday night before the Hockey Day Minnesota because they're coming to town for a double hitter. So, um, yeah, we're, we're very excited. It's, uh, it's going to be a great day. I'm sure Cal Marvin right now is working on the weather for us. <laughs> right. Um, dialing it up for you probably, or dialing it yeah, down. Right. Uh, well, right. He's, uh, he's, we want some decent weather and uh, Cal's working me a good Lord right now, probably with a, maybe giving him an envelope uh, with a little cash to, to coax him into some nice weather for that day. Yeah. That definitely won't hurt. Have you decided what you're going to wear yet? You're going to wear like a Joe Deedzik type hat or has that come into play yet? Obviously you said you weren't thinking about it, but the wardrobe's always something we're all looking for. 
<laughs> I think I'll be pretty low key. I think, but I uh, haven't thought about that yet either. But it, uh, it'll be time to start thinking about it soon. It'll be here before we know it. Yeah, don't think. Don't think I won't be watching. So uh, that's that's, <laughs> right? that's always the best part. Now you're a good man, and uh, um, you know you got a, a great club. Your section is is very very good. You know, there's a team that's not even listed in the top five, and that's uh, in the breakdown sports book. My buddy Tim Colomina puts together. Um, that I think is interesting too. I mean, even the Sartells of the world uh, mm-hmm. are going to be very good. A tough out, I, I guess, is what mm-hmm. I would say. And then I've watched the goaltending at Buffalo. Um, the, 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 the goaltender from last year, very good, but another kid looks really good as well. So they've got a battle going there. I, I think your section is, is, is incredibly good. And as you mentioned, the depth is going to be great. And um, I've really got my eyes on your section playoffs. It's going to be an absolute blast. So... Uh, you guys are right in the mix. You've got, what, the state's best player. Uh, everybody loves him for Mr. Hockey, so this should be something to watch. Right. It, uh, like I say, I think all nine teams are capable. Uh, I know Buffalo lost a lot, but they got a tough goalie. They played a tough, uh, the Red Lake, was it the Red Lake Red yeah. Conference? That makes guys get better. I mean, uh, yeah, Stark Elk River. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to miss anybody, but Brainerd, I mean, it's, it's going to be a tough St. Cloud. I mean, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good section. Come section playoff time, there won't be an easy you know, if one one versus eight. That's gonna be a tough game, I think. So no it's gonna be a good year, right? It's gonna be great. No, no gimmies. Absolutely. So, Greg, uh, you're gracious to give us your time. Thanks for it here tonight, and uh, we will uh, be in touch with you throughout the season. And uh, once again, wish you the best of luck. Thanks for joining us here tonight. There it is, Greg Lund, the Roso Rams, and we are going to complete this show. Brandon, thanks for taking the time out of your day to go through uh, what's going to be a great winter of programs. I'm looking forward to this. We've got our rhythm down, and uh, we'll hopefully have as many players, coaches, and content for people to consume where this becomes a place to go to kind of get your news and information. Yeah, I love it. And, and the fact that we're going to try to do this a few times a week, I, I think is great because it, it, it's more real time, right? Right. You can, you'll hear audio from a game that happened just the other night. You don't have to wait a whole week or maybe a, a week plus. So, you know, once we get into the rhythm, which I think we're already starting off to a great start, it's going to be good. And um, yeah, I, I, I think is the more games and coaches and athletes that we can cover, it just brings that human perspective to, to this game that we all love. And, um, I think that's sort of our goal, and I'm very excited to, to try to be a part of that this season. Be sure to follow this program on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. And while you're at it, log into mnhockey.tv, subscribe now, get your monthly subscription or your annual subscription. You get all youth, high school, all of it under one umbrella right there for you at the MN Hockey TV. And uh, once again, we continue to expand the network, and we will not stop until we have grown to where we need to go. For Brandon Spratt, thanks a lot, buddy. I'm Pete Wagner. So long, everybody. Thank you.